All right, guys, welcome to a special mental theater episode where we're going to review a very, let's say, unknown show that should probably be on the top of your list of your streaming list, which is Lovecraft Country. And I have to give immense credit to not only Chloe Diz, <laughs> but Chloe Diz's mama bear. Chloe Diz, could you let us all know about the journey that we reached to get here? Okay, so first we got to give a shout out to my mom. Shout out to my mom, my mom, my mom. Because she always puts me up on movies and, and shows and stuff. And, you know, I like to watch things, but she's like really into um, a lot of, different series and like a lot of times she'll watch it and she'll be like oh my god chloe you have to watch this like this is right up your alley um so she brought this to my attention i want to say maybe like two three months ago um and she's like oh you have to watch love lovecraft country um one of the directors is key and pill or um uh what's his name pill one of the executive producers is uh brother peel and also jj abrams who uh, relaunch the Star Trek franchise. Yeah, so that's how it was presented to me. And, like, of course, I'm going to be into it because I love Jordan Peele. Um, and we loved uh, Get Out. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, you know, and their show, um, the Key and Peele show. So I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, okay, well, can you, like, give me a brief synopsis? So she's like, well, you know, it's, a, it's an all-black cast. The chick from um, um, Journey Smollett, she said, was in there. And I'm like, oh, that's the chick from... Eve's Bayou from when she was a baby and um you know I love her as an actress so I was interested I was intrigued so I'm like what is it about and she's like oh it's like this fantasy thing it kind of reminds me a little bit about true blood but you'll like it so she's like and not only you'll like it but Josh will like it so I'm like Josh we gotta watch this we gotta watch it and I got a little impatient I'm not gonna lie and I was like uh okay I'm gonna binge watch this alone um, and so I started watching it. It is, oh, let me just read the synopsis uh, that I'll pull up for you so you guys know. It says, Lovecraft Country TV series. Lovecraft Country is an American horror drama television series developed by Misha Green based on and serving as a continuation of the 2016 novel of the same name by Matt Ruff, starring Journey Smollett and Jonathan Majors. It premiered on August 16, 2020, and the series is produced by Monkey Paw Productions, Bad Robot Productions, and Warner Brothers Television Studio. The genre is drama, supernatural horror, and it's based on Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. Um, it's developed by Misha Green and some of the key cast members, which I was a little surprised to see. Um, number one, first and foremost, shout out to Journey Smollett. She killing it. I love her. Um, if you guys don't know, that's uh, Jesse Smollett's sister, and he's in. Uh, was in. <laughs> he was in uh, Lucia's Lion in uh, Empire. In Empire, yeah. Um, then there's Jonathan Majors, who for me is like a new actor. Like, I haven't um, seen him in anything. I know he's played in other movies, but. Um, this was like the first time I've actually seen his uh, acting skills. And apparently he's supposed to be Kang the Conqueror in the Marvel Phase 4. Yes. So look out for that. Anjane Ellis, Courtney B. Vance, Moonmi Masaku, Abby Lee, Jamie Chung, Jada Harris, and Michael K. Williams. Of Oz. Of, the, of Oz, yo. He, he is a phenomenal actor. 
I mean, he's right there. Yeah, he's right there. He's phenomenal. Um, I think he did a really good job in this series. Um, so did everyone else. And the executive producers are Misha Green, J.J. Abrams, um, as Josh alluded to. Jordan and just, uh, yeah, Jordan Pill, who who knocked it out the park once again, especially with that one episode that freaked out Claudez. We'll get there in we'll a little there. bit. <laughs> and uh, and Bad Robot, which also executive produced, and that's J.J. Uh, Abrams' production company. Yes, yes. Um, so let's get into why I love it. And I'm going to use love because I do. Um, and why you convinced me to give it a chance. Listen, because he, he, Josh is very, uh, <laughs> he's very strong in his beliefs. <laughs> Takes one to know one, this. I agree. I'm very strong in my beliefs as well. So in order sometimes to get him to do things. <laughs> wow. Finesse queen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Finesse, you know, got finesse a little bit. But, you know, you have to make a convincing argument, pretty much. And so I basically, my convincing argument was, hey, Josh, my mom said you should watch this. And so, you know, he, he and gave that it did, uh, No, that, that didn't do it at first. <laughs> that was the first, that was the first argument. That was the first attempt. Attempt. And then the second attempt was, oh, my God, you need to watch it. He's like, I don't know if I would have watched this. I have other things I need to watch first. I'm like Josh, you need you like you really yeah really like need to watch like Big Mike, Little Ant. I need to watch that you know first too. Exactly, and so eventually I watched I want to say four episodes, four or five episodes before you know we got into it, and I kind of snuck it on the TV to be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're eating dinner. Do you want to watch it? Let's watch it. And so I told him, I was like, as soon as you watch the first episode, you're going to be drawn in. Like, there's no turning back after you watch the oh, first episode. Oh, like uh, Game of Thrones and, and how Mike says, after you watch the first episode, you have to keep watching. <laughs> Honestly, Game of Thrones took me a couple episodes. I'm not going to lie. What? I had to have the subtitles on because I was lost. And you know what? Josh is very um, good at knowing background knowledge, and that's really what, I'm happy he watched it with me for because a lot of stuff went over my head the first time I watched it um, as far as, like, the esoteric messages and the, the symbolism. Yes, there was, a, there, was a, there was an abundance of <laughs> occult symbolism a be, lot. because the show did dive into witchcraft. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, okay, so I'll give you a brief synopsis as per Wikipedia. Um, you guys know that this can be edited, but this is pretty much accurate. It says the series is about a young black man who travels across the segregated 1950s United States in search of his missing father, learning of dark secrets plaguing a town on which famous horror writer H.P. Lovecraft supposedly based the location of many of his fictional tales. Um, so the premise is Atticus Freeman, also known as Tick, as also known as Tick, is followed as he joins up with his friend Letitia and his uncle George to embark on a road trip across the 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father. This begins a struggle to survive and overcome both the racist terrors of white America and the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from a Lovecraft paperback. And we'll, we'll stop it right there to, <laughs> to avoid any spoilers. However, <laughs> this is why I think... You know, Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams knocked it out the park in terms of demographically because 
you're able to expand the audience from not only our parents who are baby boomers, right, who may have uh, strong ties to Jim Crow and the segregated era and the civil rights era and whatnot, especially with what's going on right now in America, but also the fact that it has to do with, you know, fantasy and you know, magic and, you know, things like witchcraft, which are all, you know, all very, let's say, popular things now, especially after things like Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And it's also via HBO and specifically HBO Max. Mm -hmm. So this is completely worth an HBO Max subscription, even for a trial (laughs) basis, just to watch the show. Okay, so pros... First and foremost are the graphics. Oh, oh my gosh. The graphics <sighs> are crazy. They are Game of Thrones budget. Yes. No cap. No cap. No cap, Chloe. <laughs> no cap, Josh. But like seriously, um, you think that this is something that should be in like the movies. Honestly, like Game of Thrones budget. Like some of the... I, I I would beg to say I would I would um what's the word I'm looking wager for? I'd wager to say that these graphics are super unique. I mean, some of the things that I've seen in, or you know some of the things they portrayed in episodes, you would. It's just amazing how it can go from um from from vision to actual like on the screen for some of the the themes that they like to portray. And it's it gets raunchy. It's, it's HBO, so it's some pretty deep, dark themes, and it's illustrated very vividly. I like to say, like super vivid, and like thanks to technology, I don't even think that this would be a show that could have been done any earlier, um, based on the technology that they use to portray um, the themes and the message in the in the different episodes. I'm not going to lie. I think this is what I appreciate the most about Because, again, it reminds me of shows like Mad Men, which are taking in a vacuum of time during the same time period, but we're able to have a different level of storytelling with current technology. But more specifically with this show, Lovecraft Country, which is an amazing show, you're able to have the civil rights movement with a different level of technology and a different vantage point of storytelling that most people will probably never ever be able to experience before until now, which I think is phenomenal. I agree. And, you know, I think that the directors did an amazing job, like putting it, taking the vision, like, you know, cause with storytelling, it's, it's creativity, right? So it's like when you write a story, cause this is based on a novel. So it's based on words it's kind of like Harry Potter-esque, I'd say. Like taking the words from the pages and like illustrating it in a way that the message is, it hits the audience and it's captivating. Like I literally was like blown away at some of the episodes. Like what? They did that? And it's like so many different themes that are relevant um, and are explored <laughs> that are relevant not only, you know, in the 60s, but are relevant now, especially in our current climate i say um but it's definitely for the audience i would say is very diverse 
Um, I think that culturally it's relevant for us, right, for our community. Um, I think it shows strong black actors. Um, I think it shows a range of different communities, right, built into one. It definitely tackles a lot of different themes as well. Um it's just interesting, right? So then you have the nerds. Like I'm a I'm a low key nerd. I like fantasy stuff. I would say <laughs> a dork. Dork. What's what's the difference between a nerd and a dork? A nerd is more going to be an expert in their field, and a dork is someone who dorks out on their favorite uh, hobby. Okay, say. yeah. So I, you know, I geek out a little bit. Um, there you go. See, geek, dork, <laughs> synonymous. I geek out a little bit on things that I'm like really interested in, and I love fantasy. So um, it takes like the mix of the fantasy with the relevance of like being a dope black driven theme like this is like a black superhero like if you're looking for that Django feeling if you're looking for that uh it's like Django and true blood mixed up in one like okay (laughs) I would I would say that because I never saw true blood and shout out to Tony Stark Jr he's one of the people who also loves true blood and watched true blood as well so that was one of the reasons why, you know, Clodis suggested that Tony and Mike, I believe, who watched True Blood as well, might be into it. In addition to the amazing storytelling. Yes. In addition to the amazing production quality. Mm-hmm. In addition to the names attached to the show, Jordan mm-hmm. Peele and J.J. Abrams, which is, again, phenomenal. And in addition to the cast, which is, again, phenomenal. The cast was lit. Like, I, I don't think they could have picked a better group of people to portray that um Mm. it was very believable um like i said it's captivating so like i would recommend that you watch it in order like don't just start at episode three which is what miguel (laughs) did for whatever i don't know how i don't know how he did he probably like turned to it and was on or something i don't know don't i recommend that you don't do that i recommend that you actually like Read it. You watch it as you would a story. It's in chronological order. It needs to be watched. It's present. It's a storytelling series. So you need to watch it in order. Like, I mean, I am very curious to watch it again because I want to see like all the hidden. You know, I actually watched the first five episodes again because you know we had to rewatch it and josh started from the beginning so i was he was able to like pick up on stuff i had no idea about and he's like oh there's the masonic floor and oh there's that symbolism for this and he picked up on like the little innuendos and stuff that it took me (laughs) a second to pick up i was like oh that's why they did that okay so you know give yourself some room if you need to put on the closed caption that's what I did with Game of Thrones because I didn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> so if you, you know, it's one of those series that you can pay. You have to like don't don't go on like Instagram and like think you can look on Instagram and watch it at the same time. It's two different, you know. It's it's a uh, definitely takes a little brain power to watch. Not gonna lie, but um, it's pretty dope. I loved it. I loved it, and I recommend it for anybody who loves fantasy, anybody who um, who just is intrigued by the 60s and, like, the civil rights. Well, no, it wasn't really civil rights. It was prior to, eh, 
like segregation, integration, those years, there's a lot of racial undertones. Um, there's some pivotal moments in history that are touched upon, such as, is this a spoiler if I talk, if I say it? Well, it depends on what you say. <laughs> there's just Let's just say there's pivotal moments in our history that um, are uh, given uh, a perspective. I'm sorry. So I get what you're saying. So it's not a spoiler. Uh, the the uh, attack on Tulsa. Yes, that's what I was Oklahoma to. is is uh, reenacted and illustrated during this time, during this storyline. And I think it's uh, very interesting as well. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool to see a different perspective and then they put, you know, the witchcraft in it and the different underlying underlining themes. So I definitely recommend that you give it a watch, especially since my mama said you should. (laughs) (laughs) And because I got him to watch it and he was pleased. So it's a tough crowd, guys. I'm just (laughs) just curious of what they're going to do after because I would love Love, 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 love to see another season. And I, you know, I'm like, are they going to do a spinoff? Are they going to? Okay, so me being me, I researched the the novelist who wrote this book. And there are other books within this within his series. And one of the books was mentioned in the show. So I have a feeling that HBO will probably do a version of that novel and make it similar to um, what's the True Detective on okay. HBO, where each season is a different character or almost like uh, was an American Horror Story, which each each season oh. is this different theme. Oh, American Horror Story! That that would be dope if they did that with this. Because, that would be actually pretty dope. Because as far as I know, they are, they've already completed the source material mm. from the first season, so it's going to be its own standalone season. Now they could they potentially, as you're saying, because I'm I'm sure once more people get into it, and they mm-hmm. will, once more people see it, they're gonna be like, oh, I would love to have a season two. I'm very upset that they did not promote this as they should have. Right. Like, I feel like if, the, if there was a higher budget for a promotion, there's no way that this show couldn't be popping. Like, honestly. Like, I don't think that anyone can see this show and not like it. Especially our demographics. True. <laughs> it's culturally relevant. Like, it has all the bits and pieces that makes an entertaining film, it, especially in 2020, an entertaining series, not film. There series, we go. film. If you put all the episodes together, it's one big film. Well, to be fair, each episode is his own film, so it's you know it's uh it's when it, it's in that uh, hour block, let's say of premium of entertainment, right on on HBO Max. Yeah, it's definitely entertaining. Similar to Game of Thrones, so each each episode is going to be. What, an hour plus? Yeah, like, you know how Game of Thrones had its own, each episode had its, was like a movie, like you're watching 12 movies a season. It was like that. But it was dope. I think y'all should watch it. Not gonna, not frightened. Like, 
But like I said, they need to do better. They need to put way more um, budget. Well, maybe because they used all the budget up on the special effects. They didn't have any left for for marketing. But they should have marketed the hell out of, heck out of this movie. Especially what with what was going on during 2020. Things like George Floyd, R.I.P., Breonna Taylor, okay. R.I.P. Like these things, you... Like the, I felt like so many people were into Game of Thrones, and it gave you that that level of you know fantasy and magic and how it's and this was you know incorporated in previous times with things that are going on in current times, which is what's happening now in terms of you know social justice. Mm-hmm. So I. To me, I like I agree with you, Diz. Like I, I, to me, it's criminal that you didn't use even, you didn't take a, a risk and try to promote it even more. Guerrilla marketing, people like free marketing on. Uh, there's like so many social media influencers that could have made this show popping. Like I didn't see anything go viral. Like I feel like for a very short amount of time, it went like semi-viral. Like the picture of the little, the two little girls. Um, the Jigaboos. Yeah, the Jigaboos. That was it. And I'm like... That's Which, uh, that's the episode that freaked out this. Yeah, it did. But, I mean, and it's like of all the stuff that's what went... Oh, no, there was one other one that went viral. And it was like when she was running through the woods. <laughs> but that's it. Like, it didn't get any publicity. I'm very shocked. Um, I think that even at this point, especially since, like, we're all quarantined, like, in a lockdown type of situation... I feel like they could even, um, you know, put money towards the budget for marketing now and still get people to fall in love with the show, to be honest. And apparently it comes to DVD and Blu-ray in February. Black History Month. Makes sense. Yeah, those are the uh, demographics you're speaking to. I think it's going to be one of those things where it – and this is one of the jigaboos that freaked out this. Yeah. I think it'll be one of those things where it catches on late. Similar to Game of Thrones. If you think about it, a lot of people no, for real. A lot of people got into Game of Thrones around season six, seven, and eight. That was me. <laughs> and I had to like watch from the beginning and I'm like, Oh, this is why everyone I did I refused to hop on that bandwagon. I really did. Like I was like, I'm not gonna watch this for it's for whatever. And yo, then, you a hater, yo. I was just, I'm not a bandwagon hopper. Like, you not a bandwagoner, no, though? I'm not. Like, someone had to actually convince me, like, Chloe, this is why you're going to like So what it. convinced you to check check out Game of Thrones? You want the honest truth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Do you want it? Why else would I ask this? A black man told me to watch it. Okay. Like, meaning most people who asked me to watch it were not of... Like, they weren't black. So I was just like, mm, I don't know if I trust it. But then, like, to have someone who's, in our, like, you know, who's black come up to me and be like, yo, Chloe, you're going to love this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. I just didn't think it was going to fit my demographics. And then not only that, but, like, they broke it down to me. I'm sorry, Mrs. I love Harry Potter, you muggle. I do love Harry Potter. Well, Again. But I also watched Harry Potter because my cousin, who's also black, <laughs> like loved Harry Potter. Interesting. 
Yes, not because it's a race thing, but it's just like <laughs> demographically, I'm. Not, it's not going to be the first thing I like choose to watch unless someone tells me like, "Yo, you should watch this." Um, and I'm open, obviously. Oh, I like The Office. Like I feel like a lot of stuff. Friends. I never got into Friends. Like one of my friends, like, "Oh, you need to watch Friends," and I was like, "Ah, uh, okay." The Office. Curb your enthusiasm. I was more into living <laughs> single. Exactly. So for me, it's just like, you know, Stop I'm, open. Booty, I'm open as long as it's someone who I trust tells me to watch it. Fascinating. <laughs> and by the way, like this, for those who love, absolutely love horror, like oh, Tony scary. Stark Jr. and Sandy Cheeks. Y'all should watch it. Tell them how you felt about these Jigaboo characters. Um, I just was very unsettled. Um, I think because there's a lot of racial innuendos that, not innuendos, racial undertones that go along with. <gasps> what? Well, hold on. You're capping a little bit, Chloe. No, I'm saying that. Because you were terrified. Yes, of course, because. But you're not saying that. She came off of the book, Uncle Tom's Cabin, for, uh, spoiler alert! Hold on, Diz. Hold, like you're, you're. It's not really a spoiler alert because people know that the Jigaboo represents a caricature of black people, and as you see here in this visual, she's crumping like she's doing interpretive dancing, but at the same time, it's in a very disturbing type of way. So that coupled with the fact that this is like a representation, a visual representation of how we were portrayed and it's a little girl and then she has like demonic eyes and hands it's just like it it not only was scary but it just kind of it like poked at uh what's the word in addition to it being scary it poked at like the underlining message okay and it was like the demon was spoiler alert after a person and for me specifically, I was like, really? It's freaky. No, no, no. In terms of the storyline, it was phenomenal. But the for me, the actual execution was like, really? Again? That That's how I took it. <laughs> I, it, it wasn't scary to me at all. I think I absorbed that differently. Because I've seen, like, I've been to the Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore and I've seen, like, the artifacts mm -hmm. and, like, you know, the underlying message. And then for it to be turned into, like, a horror character is just, like, uh, it's creepy. That's fair. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely horror in the show. If you like thrillers, it's for you. Is it gory? Would you say it's gory? Not only is it gory. But it is a thriller, and it is it does have horror throughout the entire film, and it does have a bit of mystery, mm -hmm. and it, and also in terms of uh, you know, let's say problem solving, mm -hmm. so puzzles, mm -hmm. yes, Just like, like the escape like, room, like a detect the detective like type of thing, escape room detective. Right. There's a lot of cool ele elements. Like, it's not one of those shows that you're going to understand what's going on immediately. Like, it's, it's definitely a build-up. There's definitely parts that intertwine with each other. 
Um, now, full disclosure, because this is one of the things that kind of surprised me. So the author of this novel, Lovecraft Country, is actually Caucasian. Mm-hmm. So going through it, I thought that, you know, the author would be of our descent, right? Of mm-hmm. be African-American or any type of black, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was a Caucasian and able to capture it to this detail was incredibly impressive because I appreciate the authenticity of being raw and authentic Mm -hmm. to that time period. So I appreciate that. So I was even more impressed when I saw that. And I wonder if I'm, I actually want to read the novel to see that, to see where the consistencies are. Um, and to see if that portrayal was more on the director's part or if it was actually portrayed like that in the novel. So I'm interested in that. So, because it kind of reminds me of reading, you know, uh, Huck Finn mm-hmm. in school where you had, you know, essentially Mark Twain, a Caucasian author, a white author, you know, using the N-word in literature. Mm-hmm. So we, we already seen in the show, so we definitely know that there's going to be a lot of N-bombs dropped in mm-hmm. the literature I guess, how do you feel about things like that if it's not from a, a black or African-American author? I think creativity is creativity. Okay. Um, And I feel like when people start to censor themselves, it limits their creativity. So if you're moved to do that, you know, um, I don't think that, you know, who am I or who is anyone to put a cap on your creativity and the way that you would like to express something and get your message across? Um, similarly to comedians, right? That's fair. I agree with that. And I feel like nowadays there's a lot of sensitivity, which is understandable. Um, however, censorship is a slippery slope. <laughs> and, you know... Um, I think that people have the right to express themselves, especially, like, even if you don't agree with it, right? Um, They have their reasons. They have their perspective. And you don't have to agree with it. You don't also have to be their audience. But that should not limit someone from expressing themselves. That's fair. You know, I was just curious because I know sometimes we have, you know, cancel culture. So I think that might be a reason that, as to why they didn't promote it as much speaking, Mm. you know, as Warner's HBO max, because the, you know, during this movement during 2020, Mm -hmm. perhaps people may not be as receptive to a, you know, white or Caucasian author writing about these racial undertones that we've been, you know, been articulating. So I I think that might be one of the main reasons why, because, Mm -hmm. because, Cancel culture is very prevalent oh, in, yeah. in our community canc- right now. Get canceled ASAP. So <laughs> they be like, "Cut!" I, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it getting popular as we're saying, and then people do the research and be like, "Oh, it's a Caucasian, it's a white author," and mm. then it, it could have a it could have a it can just cease. I also, and you know, this goes back to creative gore when you spoke about appropriation versus mm. uh, being an ally. Being an ally, right? So. Intent is important. Um, portrayal is important. And the team, the collective team that was chosen to portray this novel, I feel was di- diverse, right? Um, so that's important. Also, 
to be fair, it was an accurate depiction. Right. I'd say of that time period. Um, and I think that as a person who is, is uh, giving that perspective, who's not from the culture, um, being able to be accountable for certain things and being able to talk about certain themes that aren't comfortable to talk about, um, especially if you're on that side of the perspective and showing the different dynamics is important. Um, and it kind of sheds light to it, right? So, yeah, I think it's important. I think that everyone's perspective is important, especially if it's portrayed in a way that is promoting a specific message and tone, um, which can be the difference between an ally and a, and a person who's appropriating for, for clout and money and, and you know, whatever else. Um, so I think that is some, I mean, Quentin, didn't Quentin Tarantino direct Django? Django. So I'd say it's like similar because Django, he, I saw that movie three times in the movie theater, <laughs> three times in the theater. Um, any reason why it is, it was the first time I seen that type of hero. Oh, so you never seen a brother on a horse. <laughs> It was it was refreshing. <laughs> it was refreshing. That's um, what uh, Tarantino does best. And have you ever seen Inglorious Bastards? No, I haven't. I, I would. I, you need to give that a chance, an honest chance. So that'll be on the the list, the watch list. But um, and I think it's in on Netflix still. Oh, so maybe we could watch that tonight. But I am definitely a prop- I am a supporter of this. Series. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Get your, you know, your uh, your HBO Max, right? Yes. I, but that's weird because I watch it on regular HBO demand. When? At my mom's house. All right, even better. So it's on multiple platforms. Yeah, I think it's on regular HBO demand too because I don't think we have, my mom has Max. But, um, well, okay, Max is the, the online version. Oh, okay. That makes so you sense. guys have the cable version. Yeah, I watch it on demand. So it's on demand. It's on. Um, it's on HBO. It's on HBO. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, I think you guys should give it a watch. Let us know what you think about it. Like, you know, it's, it gets a little creepy. Not creepy, but there's some like, it's some like uh, taboo things. There's a lot of taboo things up in there. A lot of tap. Listen, this is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> this show is not for the faint of heart. It's not for the uh, the the people who are going to be, like, closed-minded. Be very open-minded when you watch it and just appreciate it for what it is. That's true. And to your point, this and these uh, elements that this is talking about, this was also accurate during those times. It just wasn't covered before. But now that we're in this, you know, social, you know, space, we're able to revisit it and then mm-hmm. capture it accurately in its entirety. Mm-hmm. So it's just it was just a reality. That's just how things were. And and there's an episode that depicts what happens when, you know, uh, you know, certain characters learn about traits of other characters 
in the past in his perspective it's very good I, you guys will love it you'll enjoy it let us know what you think pros cons what you like what you didn't like um one thing i do wish they did was i wish they expound upon uh certain episodes like i feel like they had to compress it into a certain amount and we lost a lot of storyline with some things that oh. i would have liked to be like expound upon could you without the jigaboo like the jigaboo episode okay the episode with the uh the what's her name the underwater creature there were like there were themes they could have gone into but i felt like they didn't and i think they did that for a reason i think they did that because not enough time. Tired. <laughs> not, no, not enough time. Not enough time. Or enough budget. Or because, budget. Because they had a Game of Thrones budget without having the clout of Game of Thrones. And, yes. it's, and it's their first season. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but no, no, no. I was saying, I was saying they expound upon certain things because I think the next season is going to go into that more. Hopefully. Hopefully. Like, y'all, we need to make sure this gets back on. We start a petition. Hold up, uh, again. Ho- ho- hold on. Hold <laughs> on, though. We need to start a petition. This needs to go. I need another season of this. Uh, but ho- again, hold on, I though. need a Lovecraft Country hold- shirt. I got my Barbie shirt. I need a Lovecraft Country shirt. The reality is, if we're being completely transparent, uh-huh. our beloved show, Game of Thrones, start going downhill once the showrunners... Stop using the source material. So stop using George Double R Martin's book and novel as the source material. So, so I could, yeah. hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite certain they use the entire storyline of the novel called Lovecraft Country in the mm-hmm. series of books by the author who wrote this, and he has other books in the series that they'll probably go into and probably the most pop the one that they mentioned that is in the they mentioned it in the show mm-hmm. i think they're going to do that one ne- I, to me demographically i think they're going to do that one next yes i agree and i also think that another way that they can go about it or approach is do the whole thing over from someone else's perspective i love like crash how crash did that it's like all these different perspectives seeing the same thing from a different vantage point because they could have expound upon, and I'm going to keep using that word expound because <laughs> I like it tonight, but they could have gone into detail about so many more things. So I would be even interested in them doing like another version of it from maybe secondary characters perspectives where you see the whole thing again, but you see it from like, you see other things that are going on in the background, like, they take it from, you know, a person's perspective that they didn't do it from the first time or like, you know, something of that nature. In addition to what you're saying. But I, I would be curious to see that. OK, I mean, that's fair. I just don't know if that'll uh, warrant the budget required <laughs> for the show. I know. I just want to see it again. Yeah. But like I think like how you said with the uh, what show is that? Were these the same characters? Uh, horror show? American Horror American Story. American Horror Story, that was dope. So maybe if they do something like that, I'd be, I'd be into it. Because American Horror Story, was that was pretty dope because each season was its own thing. Now, again, 
it, to me, it also depends who's writing the story, who's doing the storytelling. If it's Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams, and they create and they take this base and then expand upon it, mm-hmm. fantastic. However, based upon how the series ended, to it me, probably, yeah. it to me it doesn't seem like it's going to have a second season. Also, my mom said and we had to watch it. Is there's like a behind the scenes in the making of Lovecraft? Which I'm interested in watching because I like the y'all this the special effects. It's kind of like when we watched the Mandalorian, the making of it. I was just so intrigued. I was like, oh my god, they got that set. That's crazy. Like the technology in 2020 is is out of this world, and you know you have to appreciate that and the effort that goes into that. And then also there's a Lovecraft podcast, which I haven't gotten a chance to listen to yet. Which is Produced by HBO. Yeah, so we need to take a listen to that and, and see. Maybe we'll figure out what's coming next from that. I don't even know what it's about, to be honest. I'm curious. I, I got some homework to do. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so thank you guys. You have anything else to add? Oh, no, that was it. Wrap it up, Diz. Wrap it up. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. Um, we definitely recommend the show and let us know what you think about it in the comments. Um, let us know if you heard about it even before you even saw this, I guess, uh, synopsis review review, (laughs) but yes, definitely give it a chance. And at the minimum, let's use Miguel's game of throne test. At least, at least watch the first episode. And I feel like, you're going to be hooked after the first episode. Just give it a chance. Give it a chance. So this, uh, Miguel's Game of Thrones test is if you watch the first episode of Game of Thrones, when you watch Bran fall from the tower, get pushed from the tower, spoiler alert, right? <laughs> but there's there's elements to Lovecraft Country that are comparable to that. So just watch the first episode, give it, give it an honest chance, allow yourself to be immersed into the world, into the setting understand the the social and emotional ramifications of that time period allow yourself to get immersed into that in in addition to your love of fantasy and then give it a chance because i don't think the first episode even goes into like the time period oh it definitely does oh with the cops yeah yo watch the first one first one's dope and watch it with subtitles if you need to subtitles and (laughs) and preferably you might want to watch it when it's not, excuse me, night outside. Yeah, because then you'll be more focused and don't like do other things like scroll through Instagram because you're going to miss things going to go over your head and be like, this is, I don't like this. I don't get it. Give it time. <laughs> However, if you do miss those things, write them in the comments and we might be able to help you. Yes, there's or, a lot or of. Or more specifically, I'll be yeah, able to help he, you. <laughs> he, 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 he schooled me also. So I'm like, oh, that's what that means. He's like, yeah, it's about to happen. I'm like, how did you know that? So, yeah, y'all like it. And by the way, that was happening after you already saw the episode. And I was like, yeah, oh, this is about to happen. Because, listen, my attention span is a little short sometimes. Even when I'm watching, sometimes things I miss. And that's why I have to watch it again and again and again. And then you pick up on things. Yo, don't be trying to diminish my greatness, okay? Pinky, All right. Pinky's up on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Bougie. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us and let us know what you think.
Peace out. Peace. Let's go. Ah!